Um, hello, Kitty here. Just to say, uh, we're doing great. Um, and we didn't turn our microphone on until about eight minutes in, eight minutes, 45 or so. So it's going to be rough till there. Hold on. I, um, pressed it to start recording, but you have to press and then press to start recording. Mm. Oh, it's my. a double press. It's a double press. I fall. This is a, <laughs> this is a learning curve yes. is what it is. We are new to this. We are. Yeah. And, it's supposed to be hiccups. And we're both, I think the fact that I'm ill is probably... And you have made me ill. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, you know what's fun? Starting a big new project whilst you're ill. And I, it's so much fun. I wanted you to have that fun. Thank you for bringing me in on that experience. You know, you're welcome. I, yes. I'm looking out for you. You are. You brought me an orange as a peace offering. Mm. I said, I said... Well, I said I didn't say peace offering. No, was... you didn't. I heard you wrong. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it kind of is a peace yeah. offering. Yeah, you hand it and you like for your sore throat, and I heard it as here's a peace offering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both are true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so hello, lovelies, and welcome to another episode of a horror shared. Ooh. This week's episode is about the brilliant dark comedy which is a horror as well Mm -hmm. called death becomes her yes because i i like that um we're just getting straight into it of like horror doesn't just mean horror no oh yes no that's i think that's what i love so much about it because Mm. it's you know, like with romance films, you don't just you can get romance on its own, mm. but you can also get romance comedy. Mm. You can get um, fantasy comedy. You can get yeah, like like, like romance fantasy and yeah. romance yeah, and and like and and then you can have oh, what is it? Um, Shaun of the Dead is a zombie rom com. Yeah, because it's a zombie rom com. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it's a comedy, a horror. Horror films, you don't tend to see comedy aspects to them that are deliberately put there. I feel like I would um, almost disagree. I feel like horror is always, well not always, but it's often slightly comical because you need that break in tension. Mm. I feel like most horror films have that um, comic element um, either because everybody's sadistic or because it's a tension thing you can debate that's more of a comedy in like smaller Mm. sections whereas this is more it's set throughout the whole thing yes it's it's that thing of the difference between a funny film and a comedy yeah yeah um i i because i like that you um, the first film I'm going to do is a dark comedy. I like it's almost as if, hey, do you know what's great when you're starting a, um, a fan base? Um, sifting through people and making decisive choices. Because I, I know from conversations with, um, hey, I'm pretentious, I talk to pretentious people. Um, 
conversations with people like that, they get very kind of, oh, that's not actually horror. So it should. I, I just think it's interesting if mm. we will get people being like, Ooh. it's not a horror film. Well, we're here to tell you that it is. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, it's a horror shed. Like, yeah. we're not saying this is a horror education. No. <laughs> it's, we're just chatting yeah. about films that we think is good. Or do we? Yes. I wonder if there'll be a film where we don't. Well, I don't. This film. You don't this film? I don't this film. <gasps> it's happened. I like I, I was I was going back, I was editing the first episode and we start it and we're kind of like, ooh, I hope one day we disagree. And then I was Second like Second episode we disagree. Yeah. I should I save this for a little bit later on? I just the thing with this film, I like how I said, should I shave? Yeah. Just and then I'm like no. Nope. You know rolling straight over you Mm -hmm. um as i do um (laughs) when it's something to do with tone or i like knowing what i'm meant to think in a film sometimes Uh. i'm i'm so contrary because i say that and then i'm like but i love delving in and, and figuring out what i think i truly i think my brain honestly just flips a coin and one day is like oh, you need to be spoon-fed what you think of this film. Mm-hmm. And then the next day is like, don't you dare tell me what I should think. <laughs> um, you know, it, yeah. it keeps it fresh and fun. Um, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, I found the tone really weird. Yes. And I didn't quite know what I was meant to be thinking of things. And then we'll talk more as it as it yeah. continues but i just i also so the thing we have to mention a horror shared is a podcast where we watch the same film and one person has researched it and then we talk about that film have either of us you just watched it recently yeah no no <laughs> Even though I chose this film, I think the last time I saw it was last year in 2022. Yeah. Uh, well, it is only February. That's it is, yeah, it is only February. How early in 2022? I think it was the summer. So it's not even like a... Yeah, that's la- later yeah. half. That's fine. That's yeah. basically this year, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scholastic-wise, it is. Oh, yeah. And I'm mm. all about scholastics. Yeah. Um, I saw this film... Probably also, oh no, if it's in the summer, it's not this school year. Because it's dark. You don't need to know that. Um, (laughs) These are the hard hitting technicalities that people um, will come to. I've been out of education for a while. I don't know how it works. What is is time? Um, I watched it, I think, this. Oh, no, because I've moved house, so it wouldn't have you been have there. Moved house. No. See, the thing is, I moved house, but I keep staying round where I used to live. Yeah. Because, and it's very confusing for me, because I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, this must be in the before times, because I'm... It, it messes up 
your timeline? Yes, my timeline is all over the place. Essentially, I have moved house, but my parents keep... Sorry about that. We um, didn't turn our mic on. No, or plug it in. Yes, I thought we just didn't turn it on. Um, no, it wasn't even... Mm, it wasn't even plugged in. Um, we're very smart and we're very good at this. We are two very capable individuals. We are. We are. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, mics, they do something. Yeah. They, they can be handy. They can. Yeah. They are important in the world. Mm. So... What was it with your parents? Yes, um, so, all those hours ago. So, I've moved out of my parents, but they go away on holidays. And, um, and sometimes not even, like, holidays, just, like, you know, visiting um, a family or yeah. someone. And we have a cat. Oh, that's very cute. Oh, Tigger is... A darling, darling dear, and I kept it for them because also, like, I did job I have now. I started it when I was still living at home, so mm. I know the commute from there. Yes, so I think I was visiting. I was visiting uh, to cats, and that's when you last saw, and that's when I last saw death become so. So yeah. I think it was this school year, and actually this school year, not the summer before this school year mm. um calling me out well, my I... call out of you <laughs> <laughs> look we both didn't watch the film yeah. recently we have watched we it. have watched the film we have watched the film and i have seen it multiple times yes and i've only seen it the once yeah um and i think i was quite um no it was before summer this is really not important or interesting mm. i just realized that it was before summer because anyway but what happened was I watched it with a friend and I was quite tired and I think that Uh. probably didn't help my enjoyment of it um but um but yes the reason we didn't watch it recently uh neither one of us could find it anywhere no yeah it's no longer on Netflix yeah and that's where I watched it yeah when I watched it yeah, I know. I yeah. first saw it on TV when I was about 14 oh. with my mother because Ooh. it was a film that she was like, this is what you have to watch because she does enjoy it. And so that's when I first saw it. And then I saw it again a few times on TV of the years and then mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. when I put it on. And now it's on neither. Mm. Terrible. Yeah, it's quite irritating. Because I... Um... I was actually cat sitting again recently and so I was on my parents only have Netflix uh, at theirs so I was on like okay I know it's on Netflix time to watch it and then I was like oh okay it's not on Netflix um I'll wait till I go back home after cat sitting because at um our place we have more options i'll be yeah. like it'll be on one of them we have quite a few of the streamings it'll be on one of them oh no it's no, not it's on none none of them um so that's really useful for mm-hmm. our purposes um and also i feel like i've been ill for so long but this was like the beginning of the ill okay 
I the evening that I watched Nosferatu. Uh yeah. I was planning on watching Death Becomes Her. I like I I got my notebook. I was mm-hmm. ready to like watch a film and take notes, and I was like, yes, I'm gonna watch Death Becomes Her. Um, and then I couldn't find anything, and I was like, oh, do I um do totally legal actions to watch this film? Um, I can't even begin to be bothered because I'm ill and also I'm a good child and never would yeah and so instead you looked at the Wikipedia page uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully calling you out yeah yeah I did okay no because this is the thing I watched it mm-hmm. long my last watch my first watch was longer ago than your yeah. last watch and I've only seen it once. So it's more out of your mind. So what I did, and I thought, this is the thing, I thought you would have seen this. And so I would really be in the doghouse. But you didn't even, you didn't watch it either. So why are you calling me out? What I did essentially is I watched the trailer. I watched a couple of trailers. And and then I read the brief synopsis. Because mm-hmm. then I have the visuals and I have the plot. That's film, baby. That's it. But when it comes to the trailer, that is Ooh. something that I am going to come back to later. Well, yeah, there's a interesting fact about the trailer. We'll put a bit of a, yeah. a bit of a sizzle there. Yeah. Okay. You have that to look forward to. Yeah. But should we say what the film is about? We're talking about it. Yes. Yeah. So it is a 1992 American dark comedy film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it stars the brilliant Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. As Madeline. Mm -hmm. Goldie Hawn. Oh, yes. As Helen. And Bruce Willis as Ernest. So those are the three main characters. And they're an amazing trio. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the cast is stacked as well. Mm, mm. And so it's essentially... Madeline and Helen are fighting, end up fighting against each other for Ernest's love. Yes. He is a cosmetic um, surgeon yes. who is no longer practicing because of his alcoholism. Yes. And in classic Hollywood style, they are obsessed with keeping their youth, yes, keeping a youthful look. And that's why. They are fighting over Ernest. Yes. Because, um, yes, because because he was a good cosmetic surgeon and so they wanted him for that reason. Yeah. And as the film progresses, continue. Yes. And then Isabella Rossellini, mm-hmm. who plays Lyle von Ruman. I love that name. Who's a rejuvenation specialist. She comes onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And offers to, to all three of them this elixir mm-hmm. um, that will keep you youthful. Uh, yes. It will prolong your life. It's an immortality. It essentially, like, pauses. You don't yeah. age a day you don't, older. Yeah, you don't age further yes. than where you are. But very importantly... All magic comes out of cost. Yes, and you do still get damaged. You yeah. don't age... You are essentially, I guess, are you kind of like Twilight Vampired? You know how they're like made of stone? Mm. Yeah. 
but like a lot more fragile for fragileness oh, of yeah, a human the, yeah but you're essentially like you're no longer human no you're, you're stone or yes. like you're material yeah you're not technically fully living yeah which is as discovered later on when hell pushes mads down the stairs and she twists Ernest. and breaks was it Ernest? yes Ernest. they were both arguing see this is this is why this is why we should have rewatched. this is why you rewatched a film <laughs> Ernest pushes pushes mads down oh, the stairs okay Ignore me. But <laughs> whoever ha- whoever pushes Mads down the stairs, yeah. her neck twists round and yeah, she like dies. F- well, yeah, she dies and ends up waking up in the morgue. Mm-hmm. But she has no pulse, nothing like a vampire, essentially. Yeah. But she's still alive. She's yes. still moving. She's still... And and she doesn't really realise that she's died because no. obviously you wouldn't if you're able to be talking and moving around, you wouldn't be like, Oh yes, I clearly died. No, yeah. She's like, What happened? Why does yeah. my neck hurt yeah. and all of this? Um yeah. And then because because very importantly, Ernest is now a, not a morgue technician, there's a proper name for it. The job that you do when yeah, you he... beautify dead bodies for open casket. Yeah, where you put like the makeup on them, you yeah. put the putty on. That's what he does now. So Madeline goes to him for essentially his help. he is now the cosmetic surgeon of dead bodies. Yes. Cuz that's that's kind of what that job is. Yes, yeah, that's there, it essentially. You cuz you need to like do a lot more than just put makeup on them. You have to like put things in cheeks, yeah. so people don't look so sunken mm. and things like that. To so, make them look more life. Yeah. So he is a he's a dead body cosmetic surgeon essentially. Yeah. I don't know what what is the term. I can't remember. That is a but yes, he's doing that, and um, so Mads is like, oh goody, he's my plastic surgeon. Yes. But Helen is still trying to... The other thing that we haven't mentioned... Ernest is... refuses the potion. It's... Mm. Oh, was that not where you were going? No, I was going to say that... Um... So... The thing is, I never know how brief we, we are with a brief overview. Or... Yeah. <laughs> it feels like we do just go straight into it. Yeah. Because I... Okay, so... Ernest wasn't originally meant to marry Helen. No. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm knowing in oh, agreement. So... I'm, not, I'm not, I am not knowing your it's facts. Cause, it's because we're so turned around with a plot. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm right. Um, yeah, so Ernest... We've been having a lovely little conversation. Yes. A um, beautiful one. Oh, gorgeous. And we were making yeah. gorgeous little points. It was yeah, like... it was amazing. Um... And then I looked and I was like, oh, I wonder how long we've been talking yeah. for. Well, where are we at? Yeah, I'll just quickly check how, yeah, how long. And, yeah. and, and oh, well, we're only 20 minutes. I guess that could have only been a 20 minute yeah. conversation. And no. Turns um, out it wasn't. No, we, we, 
I don't know how, but it stopped recording. Yeah. I think... Do you know what it is? Mm, what? Um, the horror gods have decided that a dark comedy is not a horror film. <gasps> Betrayal. Mm. That's what it is. They're, yeah. not, they're not letting us record it. They're like, no, ah. No, they're not. They, they, this yeah, is the third time we've had to try again. <laughs> they, are, they are sat against this film. So we had... Um, recording from the laptop microphone because we yeah. didn't realise the microphone wasn't plugged in. Then we had... Well, then we had that time when yeah. everything seemed to be working and then it stopped recording mm-hmm. and now we're here. There were many points in between when we suddenly realised... Well, we did a lot of um, figuring out of the microphone. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was touchy, and we've had to do a have to, had to do a um, room change, yeah. location change. Our producer is quite annoyed at us. Yeah, our producer is not happy. He just gets... yes, we've had to have a little room change. Yeah, um, and we... our producer is not happy. Our producer is not happy. He's given us feedback. Yeah, he is walking in and out of the room. He is oh, yet more feedback from the mm-hmm. producer. Um, Getting a bit angry. Dude, we're working. We're working hard. Please, noses to the grindstone. There was just a glare through the door. So, yes. Um, Helen. We've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. So, with your permission, mm-hmm. I will do a speed recap of this yes. plot. And then we can talk about the bits that we want to talk about in an actual conversation. Yes, the speed review sounds good. Sorry if you wanted more in depth. Um, like we said, this is the third attempt. So, Helen and Mads. They have been friends for a very long time, probably since childhood. Mads, Madeline, played by Meryl Stripe. Stripe? Stripe? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> Madeline, played by Meryl Streep. I am in strife is what yeah. it is. Um, Madeline, played by Meryl Streep, has a habit of stealing Helen's boyfriends. And um, so Madeline is singing. Helen comes to visit her. Helen introduces Madeline to her husband, Bruce Willis, um, Ernest. And he is a... He's just playing Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's playing himself. Um, he is a cosmetic surgeon. Um, Madeline steals Ernest because she's at a point in her career where she wants to start looking younger. Helen is a failing author at the time. The fact that Madeline steals Ernest means that she goes um, off the rails and puts up a bunch of weight and then ends up in an institution we then have a time jump seven years later we have um oh yes we have madeline steals Ernest. we have a time jump helen has put on weight and is in an institution we have another time jump helen has lost weight and has released a book um which is a bestseller and is um very glamorous 
Madeline has lost her career. Ernest is an alcoholic and is now doing um, makeup on corpses and um, for open caskets. Um, it's hard to remember <laughs> what got recorded and what didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Madeline and Ernest are going to Helen's book launch. Ernest sees Helen, goes awooga, hamana, hamana, hamana. And Madeline is shocked that she's no longer the glamorous friend. She goes to Helen's um, plastic surgeon, cosmetic surgeon, and is essentially told, we can't do anything new for you because you're already doing everything already. Um, and But gets told about Von Ruman. Von Ruman gives Madeline the elixir. The elixir stops her... Um, decreasing yeah essentially she is no longer damaging her you know she's she's paused um helen and ernest have started an affair um helen says you need to kill her um to ernest they ernest and madeline then get an argument at the top of the stairs ernest pushes madeline she's at the bottom of the stairs dead ernest is calling helen oh my gosh what do i do we need to get rid of a body. Um, Madeline comes back and is confused because her head's fully twisted round. And um, we are... Ernest thinks that he probably read the pulse wrong and takes her to A&E. There, she's essentially like... No one really knows what's happening. We can't remember how they get out of that one. And then Madeline essentially sets up a situation where Ernest, who does makeup for... um, Because Ernest is doing makeup for um, corpses, he is fixing the, um, the damage that has happened to... Um, Madeline's body because at the point just after she takes the elixir Von Ruman says to her make sure you're careful with your body and it's this great Meryl Streep delivery where it's, it's beautiful oh, she's like you're telling me this now she's like and now a word of warning now like I've already taken it um, but, but anyway then um, Helen comes around and um, it's kind of um they get in a big argument they get in a big like physical fight um they are getting slapped about and it ends with um helen gets shot in the stomach madeline shoots helen in the stomach with a shotgun and she gets a big cartoon hole in her stomach and flies backwards into the fountain and Ernest is like oh my gosh you've killed her now there's a dead body and there's also my dead wife um and they're talking about how to get rid of Helen's body when she gets up and is like 
fuck you, essentially. And um, then it's kind of revealed that when she started releasing her book and the start of her kind of glamour transformation, she went to von Roman and got the elixir um, and has been taking care of her body till this point. So that's why she she still looks fine. Um, essentially, if you don't take any damage on, you're, you're good. Um, they decide that because Ernest is the perfect person to look after dead bodies, um, we will they will keep him around. So they try to say, look, honey, you can have both of us. And they then realise that they're immortal. So they won't ever die, but Ernest will. So they take him to von Rumen to get the elixir as well. And he doesn't want to take the elixir. He po- he pockets it and runs. Ends up on the roof. Ends up hanging off of the roof. And Madeline and Helen are asking him to quickly, quickly take the elixir that's in his pocket. So if he... Because he's, he's going to fall. He's going to fall from the roof. So if he needs to quickly take the elixir, he won't die as he falls. Um... But he doesn't take the elixir, he falls instead, and you think he's going to die, but then he falls into the swimming pool that's outside. Um, We then have another time jump, and it's 37 years later, and it is at Ernest's funeral, and he has lived a long and perfect life, and Helen and Madeline are in the back of his funeral. (sighs) (laughs) That was very good. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the back of this funeral, and it towards the last shots is the camera spanning to the back, mm-hmm. panning, not spanning, panning, and you see both Helen and Madeline hunched in the back in the corner, all cloaked and hiding themselves essentially. They're wearing like the classic funeral veil yeah. thing beautiful mm-hmm. and they just decide to get up they leave and, leave and they stumble down the stairs and shatter their bodies into loads of little pieces mm-hmm. and then rather funnily Helen turns to Maddie and goes can you remember where we parked the car yeah and yeah. that's the end of the film that's the end of the film um yeah and 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 they're, they're leaving the funeral because um they're basically sat in the back of a funeral as if it's a... The thing about this film and the way that my friend offered it to me, <laughs> the way that my friend said, hey, do you want to watch this film? Is she said, it's very camp. Yes. It's very drag queen. It's very... It has become a gay classic film. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, I like... It's essentially like... Uh, you know the library is open yeah they're sat at the back in back of his funeral and they are ripping him to shreds yeah between the two of them yeah you know like like the officiant of a funeral saying things like and he lived a wonderful life and and he is survived by his many grandchildren and he he did great things and they're in the back kind of being like he was yeah he was was a a dick yeah um and that's why they leave, because mm-hmm. they're just kind of, they're... They've had enough. Yeah. 
Um, and oh, we're going from the back forward. I was just going to start to yeah. get into how they look. They are very, um, the reason they're wearing these veils is because they are um, doing the best they can yeah. between the two of them. Because they don't have Ernest anymore. Yes. They haven't had him for those 37 years to... To patch him up. Yeah. When they get, when they get holes and, yeah. and, and, and cracks. And scrapes with each other. Yeah. I think that's why they fall down the stairs. I think one of them's saying to the other, like, oh, could you f- hand me the, like, filler? Yeah. Because I've got, like... And a- it's Helen who... She trips over something that's on the floor. floor. Mm. It's like a can or a bottle. And she's holding onto Madeline and drags her down the stairs with her. Yes. And and it, they're completely shattered. Yeah. Like, it's not like they have twisted, like, oh, it's like a leg bent the wrong way. Like, no, they're, they're yeah. apart. Yeah, it, I think one of them... Like a giant doll. Yeah, one of them's like a literal just head, yeah. possibly, who's like, do you know where we parked a car? Mm. Yeah. Um... Yes, and that is the film of Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Do you want to tell me why it's good? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I just love it because it's just so deliciously dark. Mm -hmm. It's, but funny, and it's, it's, it was made to be funny and comedic. And there was a point you made earlier, I can't remember exactly what it was. Because, mm-hmm. you know, memory. Yeah. Um, who is she? Who is she? But this film was not, did not have a big budget to be made. It was not meant uh, to be yeah. a film that would become the classic that it is. Mm-hmm. It was just supposed to be one of those low indie films. Yeah. And it's definitely more of like a, it's a, it's a cult classic. Like you yeah. said, it's very kind of, um, it's a, it's a queer classic. Yeah. And I think... As well with it being a queer classic, mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race on mm-hmm. season seven did have a runway challenge mm. where it was based around the theme of Death Becomes Her. Oh, is that and Katya has the shark on her leg? I've not seen season seven. Because oh. <laughs> I I um I can't um remember mm-hmm. what um who's in which season and all of that. No, yeah. Um, but I remember a I remember a um, runway where Katya is dressed as a like a sailor and has a shark like on her leg mm-hmm. and there's. Um, Kennedy Davenport is like on fire, but yeah, yeah. This isn't RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race dissection. No, because um, I, 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 I watched that season, but mm. I definitely watched that season before I watched Death Becomes yeah. Her. So there's probably references mm. in that went over your head. Yeah. yeah, I'm just sat there like, huh? Okay. Yeah. No, I only got as far as season three of that. I'm quite behind. Mm. Well, you know, it's mm. I'm not fussed on it anymore. Yeah, it's not quite my cup of tea. No. I think that's why I didn't quite I like the it. UK one more. 
Yeah, it's the UK one I got to season three, I think, of. Oh, there's only been three, I swear. Oh, maybe it's the America one I got to season three of. I don't Whichever know. one has a bag of chips. Oh, that's UK. That's UK. Okay, you're up to date okay. then, don't Oh, I'm up to, oh, it's fine then. It's perfect. I made, um, well, I didn't make, he was very keen to, but I did watch the UK Drag Race. Which season was it? Possibly season two. Wasn't bag of chips. Was the one with Bimini. Mm-hmm. Um, with my dad. Oh. Yeah, my dad has watched season two of UK Drag Race. Um, yes. Yeah. But again, this is not the no, dissection. No, this is not a dissection. But even... Sorry. But even before that RuPaul runway mm-hmm. that was based on Death Becomes a Drag Queen since the release of this film have been dressed up and cosplaying as Hella Maddie. Mm-hmm. Because of... Hella Mad. Yeah, Hella Mad. I quite fittingly named. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like with the heels and the outfits and the hair mm-hmm. and the, the, the movements. And it's very... Um, with Drag Race, mm-hmm. so much of... of um, so much of drag seems to be, um, drag has been, I find that sometimes drag, I want to criticise drag for the, um, it's a very set idea of women. Mm-hmm. And Helen Mad are that set yeah, idea they fit into of that. women. They're very glamorous and they're very catty mm-hmm. it's um their whole um their frenemies yeah their whole friendship is built around the fact that they hate each other yeah i think mm. yes yeah, yeah yeah no there is something that i don't like about the film is that they are catty mm-hmm. it portrays into that hyper sexy feminine mm-hmm. like look mm-hmm. and it's that women are always going to be against women especially if they are succeeding mm-hmm. they want to bring them down yes and it's and also goes into the vanity yes the worst thing a woman could ever do is mm. age yeah god forbid you you are mm. a day over What's Leo's cap? Leo cap, he's about twenty six. Yeah, no, but I swear I swear he's never dated them when they're twenty six. Yeah. He breaks up he with breaks them before they turn twenty six. Yeah. So, um So if you're out there, Leo. You have Sort it out. No, no, no. <laughs> if you're out there, Leo, you have ten days and and six months. Oh, for you. My time is fading fast, Leo, quickly. <laughs> well, I'm only 23. I've oh, got yeah, you've got, you got time. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll meet him in this time. Yeah. I'll have a very short-lived fling, um, and then I'll send him your way. Thank Except, you. yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yuck. Um, but, yeah, the worst thing a woman could ever do is age. Yeah. I can't get past that. Mm. The re- when I say I dislike this film... Um, it's it's that 
Yeah. I don't think there's anything going for it in my mind because the main parts of this film is based is on that frenemy yeah. aspect and their their hunt to be young. Mm. Like the the thing that um kicks Madeline into going is she sees um she sees Helen, but also she's having an affair with the younger man. Yeah. And he's also sleeping with a woman yeah, who, who's younger again. Yeah, who is his age. Yeah. Um and that's when she's like, I have to be young. Yeah. Um because only the young succeed. Yes. Only the young are worth it. They'll they're yeah. the only people who will go far. Yeah, yeah. And it's this thing that, and this is why I find I need a indicator of what tone we're going for. Mm -hmm. Because I know people who think this is a cutting critique of that notion. Mm -hmm. They are chasing youth. Yeah. And that's why... It's a good film because it highlights that insane rush yeah. to be young. But I don't think it's a cut-in critique at all. Mm. I think this is 1992 and isn't it funny how crazy women are? Yeah. Because... <laughs> I know it's supposed to be done in a comedic way, but but it's still not really... Because a... they're... They're the punchline. Yeah. They're crazy. And it's putting women to like a stereotype, mm -hmm. essentially, of, mm -hmm. and reaffirming mm -hmm. in society and to men that this is what women are, this is what they are like. And it, it's that thing that um, is... The issue with um, societal problems mm -hmm. is that you get that feedback loop where it feeds into itself. It's that whole thing of women are crazy because they're always trying to look young. Yeah. But then the reason women are always trying to look young is because society hates older women. Mm. So then I, it's that thing that I think um, we both... Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> we do. Um, I, it's Matt XIV. Yeah. yeah. Um, does loads of the like infographics that get shared a lot on Instagram. Yeah. Um, They're amazing. Yeah. Um, he did one recently about Madonna. Oh, I didn't see that one. Mm, and, and like Madonna, because she was at the Grammys. Mm. And everyone, I mean, she's done. She's had more work done. Yeah. And she does... It is very visible, but she's had more work done since, like, the last time people yeah. kind of saw her. And everyone was saying that, oh, my gosh, what is she doing to her face? Mm. She looks terrible. Yeah. And I think he set it up in this circle where it's like, you should age gracefully. Yeah. You look terrible if you've had work done. Women start to age oh my gosh, women look horrific when yeah. they're older. Woman gets work done. Oh my gosh, you should age gracefully. You shouldn't get work mm. done. And there you is... You just creates that cycle. There is no way out. No. And, it, and, then, and then, because that's so ingrained in society, you have 
women doing um air quotes crazy things Mm. to look young and then and i'm gonna say men but obviously i mean society Mm -hmm. but and then men get to sit back and say see we told you women were crazy and it's like well this is a problem that you created you don't get to punch someone and then when they say ow I this hurts say see I told you you're always complaining Mm. and that's what it is yeah that is it in a nutshell and that's what I was thinking of Mm. when I was watching this film and that's why I couldn't enjoy it Mm -hmm. because it's this whole film where we're laughing at Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn Horn and Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn for being crazy Mm. trying to look young and I think it was Meryl Streep. There was this interview where she said the first time she got a casting call for a a mum, mm. she cried. Yeah, I think it might have been her. And she said it was over. Mm. That's the moment when I knew it was over. Because you can't be the leading lady if you're someone's mum. And it's just bits like that that kind of... I don't know. I... I sometimes think I wish I was able to shut my brain off when I'm watching films like this. Because this is a fun film. It really is. There were moments where I was kind of laughing along. But it's just like any... You want to shut that part of it off. Yeah. Has that commentary going. Yeah, I want to believe... For half a mm. half an hour, an hour and a half, that maybe sexism doesn't exist. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does, it and so I can't turn that part of my brain off. No. But what do you make? Because I'm doing the thing where I talk. Well, you do talk. <laughs> um, no, I I enjoy it because of that whole the, the comedy mm. and the way it's done and the graphics and one thing I was gonna say is I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to convince you oh yeah no I (laughs) I love um it's a really good film Mm. and if and I there's a difference between some people watching a film and not ever thinking about the meaning of films at all and watching a film and saying this is a film that I love and I know that it has issues but this is a film that I love and that's very valid Mm. because the world is a shite place and we need to have films that make us laugh yeah but no I do no I don't like that portrayal of women Mm. in it but I still that wasn't enough for me to be Mm. like no if that makes sense. But I think I love it more, not just because of the film, but because I watched it killed up on the couch with my mother mm, mm. as, like, an early teen after, like, a hard day at school. And it was, like, yeah. a comforting that, you know, you get that feeling back, kind of, when yeah. you watch it's, it's it. A comfort and, that, film. Yeah. and also it's... it's um, in in the looking at it from the feminist mm. lens... Um, it's a film that you watch with your mum. Yeah. So that's a kind of like a like a 
you know, it, it, mm. it's a positive connection. Yeah. So I think it's because I have that positive connection, I think, more positively on the film mm. than you do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because, I, again, I don't know if this was Carl or not, but I watched it when I was very tired. Yeah. Um, so, and when, whenever you're tired, like, little things are irritating. Yeah, they it's like, irritate even more. Yes. I am interested to hear what you would describe as the other stuff. Because in my mind, mm. that's the main plot. And then other points are equally bad. Why are they fighting over Ernest? Yeah. Like, absolutely no offence to Bruce Willis. No. He is... Oh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard? Oh, I mean... I've not actually seen Die Hard. I saw oh. him. I, know, I still haven't seen it. It's very good. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. But I've seen the poster. Oh, yeah. And I think he... Is he in Ride? In Ride 2? Yes. Yeah, well, I've seen him in that. And, yeah. 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 I mean, very dishy in Die Hard. Yeah. Hamana Hamana. Respectfully, Awuga. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are clinging to him like he's air support. Yeah. Um, and it's this, um, they need a man. Mm. When actually, no, you don't actually need a man. Yeah, and, and, and there's this idea that both of them mm. are, are powerful, glamour, glamorous women. Yeah, and so, yet they still have to have a man. Yeah, like... like to like, be fully successful, in a sense. Like Helen's don't. an author. Yeah. She's a best-selling author. Why is she returning to a man who called off their engagement... For the best friend. For the best friend who he met for half a second. Like, no. Why are you trying to get that You wouldn't. And I I guess the thing is, it's not about Ernest. Mm. It's about getting back at each other. Yeah. They're not really there for Ernest. They're there to make each other hurt. Mm. But it does just... But why do they need a man to do that? Yeah. I mean, he's he's just a pawn in um, yeah. their game to 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 win mm-hmm. against each other, but it, it still rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, that they are so um, dependent, and then in the Victorian sense of film, when you look at how people end up, do you know this thing? No. Educate me. <laughs> I just can't help myself from going in depth. This is the one where I'm meant to be sat here going, I know nothing about this film. And I'm like, yes, Victorian sense of morality. <laughs> it's a thing that to give a clear message for your story, your characters have to end according to their morality. So essentially, if you want your main female character to be like perceived as a good moral person Mm -hmm. they have to be married at the Uh, end of the story because if i I didn't know it had a name to it yeah oh i don't that isn't the actual oh (laughs) i'm just putting words yeah but it's that thing that um oh what's the one with the bronte one of the brontes wrote it with um the mad wife in the walls it's not Wuthering Heights, no. it's the other Bronte. It's um, not Jane. Oh, Jane Eyre. Is it Jane Eyre? 
It's not Jane Austen. She's an author, not a book. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, it is. It is Jane Eyre. That yeah. is the the mad wife in the attic, and the is it Mister Rochester? Is the man who has kept his yes. Um, the first wife of Edward Rochester is violently insane and is locked in the attic. And Edward Rochester is a horrid man mm-hmm. who locks his wife in the attic and is also incredibly, um, you know, um, emotionally abused. I haven't actually read Jane Eyre. I've watched various portrayals of it, but is very... Um, rude <laughs> to Jane Eyre. Yeah. But they end up wed at the end. He they get married. And that is still a essentially that's because because if Jane Eyre wasn't married at the end of a film, her actions throughout the book would be deemed wrong. Mm. No matter, you know, what the, you have to Yeah. And it's a heteronormative married. Yeah. 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 I mean, 1847, um, Charlotte Bronte is not going to be like... And then Jane... um, Jane finds... No, finds Bertha, (laughs) the mad wife, the first wife. The first wife. Yeah, Jane finds Bertha Rochester and they get married and Mm -hmm. um, live a beautiful cottage core life in a little cottage and go mushroom picking um we can only do in a parallel universe yeah in a parallel universe that's That's how we would have ended it yeah yeah that's what charlotte wrote Mm -hmm. in that world yeah yeah and we said thank you very much charlotte we We appreciate that yes um but on the subject of moral um endings it's only acceptable if earnest earnest wins yeah um, he, uh, so Zemeckis, the director, mm-hmm. halfway through the film, he gave the three of them a chance to redeem themselves. Oh, okay. That's the elixir, in uh, with their choice in what they do. That that's bullshit. Yeah, it is. No, but that's bullshit because we never see Helen's. No. Helen doesn't get that choice in the medium of film. Mm. But it's nah. like off camera. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. <laughs> but that's what that's supposed to be, mm-hmm. is their kind of way of how will they redeem themselves. So the two of them become, the two of them become worse, essentially, yes. afterwards. Whereas he refuses, he refuses to, take to take it. He stands and, and he, he has stands death, up for he himself. He has death on the line. Yeah, he's... It's either, well, I, I might die after this fall. Yeah. Or... I mean, I, yeah. he, he thinks he is going to. Yeah, he believes he will, yeah. Because he doesn't know. And he still does not off. take this yeah. elixir. Yeah. And he's on the roof because he's trying to escape the world of those two women. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of redeems himself by not taking that and then living a life. Yes. And having this family... You you made you made an eyebrow, and it's the most. Um, and I hey, if you want to live that kind of a life, live it. But it's also the fact that it's the most apple pie. Yeah. 
American heteronormative mm-hmm. life. And it, he probably had a not powerful wife that he married yeah. after that. Because that's what was wrong with his life before. Yeah, he was married these two to strong, these women. domineering women. Because mm. you know what? Do you know what? The worst thing a woman can do is age. Mm. And the worst thing that can ever happen to a man is a domineering woman. Yeah. God forbid she's an old domineering woman. Jesus, aging, aging, Jesus, <laughs> H, Christ, that would be hell on earth. Yeah. And. Ernest is the villain, yeah. I would say. In this film, I see Ernest as the villain. Mm. Because that's such a... <laughs> I support women's rights and I support women's wrongs. Because yeah. he's not. Because Helen Mads are terrible. Yeah. They're absolutely the worst ever. But it's the... And you can't... I mean, we are all a product of our society. Yes. You can't just sit back and say... You can't escape the world. Yeah, you can't say, well, I'm only mean because the world's made me this way. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to go kick a pigeon. (laughs) You still have to put a bit of niceness into the world. Um, But it's just a fact that all of their choices do seem to be so connected to that idea of I can't age... Because if I age, it's over for me. I have nothing left. Yeah. And Ernest is in no way supportive. And they're terrible wives too. Like, they're not being supportive of him. Like, that's another thing. He has alcoholism. Yeah. And that's a joke. Yeah, they make it a joke, which is not a joke. Um, It is a serious thing. Yeah. But it's... That is the focus of him a lot, is his struggle with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's no longer the surgeon, the cosmetic surgeon. Because his hands now, shake. Yeah. So he can't do he surgery. He can't do it, yeah. And that's... Again, I'm, I'm watching this like it's a, like it's a drama and it's a comedy, <laughs> but it's it's... Uh, and again, it's that thing of I was over. I was in. I was in a analyzing headspace. Mm-hmm. I think, but it's just that thing of like the fact that he is no longer a surgeon because of his alcoholism is a terrible thing, and it's a joke. Yeah, and that's another reason why I'm like, yikes. Yeah, because that that happens to people, and yeah. it's not. It's a serious thing. Yeah, it's real, and you shouldn't really be making light out of. Someone struggles with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and in the subject of I'm 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 essentially going to tell you all of my issues because the other one I have <laughs> is um, Helen. Yeah. The seven year jump, mm-hmm. and then she is overweight at home. Yeah. And it is the picture of the most disgusting a woman could look. You know, they've purposefully made her look as bad as they can in a... And it's the classic people go on about um, Fat Monica. Yes. Fat Monica in, a friend, in, in Friends is a punchline. Her, mm-hmm. you, you know, the weight that she has is a punchline. Um, and, and Helen 
in this fat suit. It's this it's this thing of of um glamorous dick mm-hmm. thin celebrities putting on a fat suit and then being funny. Yeah. And it's not funny. No. No. Um and again she's going through it. Yeah, she's struggling and it's from it starts about seven years ago when Ines chose mm. Mads and then that's when Hal started spiralling mm. and it's that trail of well this is what a spiral is yeah and especially like this is what a spiral for a woman is yeah. she's lost her beauty mm. and beauty is her only worth yeah so she's lost her worth and it's this um, I was watching an interview um, that Brendan Fraser did about the whale mm-hmm. and I haven't seen the whale I, Same. I don't know if it's actually out yet or out soon but um, he's talking about how um, it's about a man who is um, is obese and has health issues linked to that and is trying to reconnect with his daughter mm-hmm. before he dies and Brendan Fraser talks about um, this character's eating as self-harm. Yeah. And that was a really interesting way of phrasing it that mm. I found because I'd never really thought of it in that way. Mm. And disordered eating, um, you know, like, it's that line between disordered eating and eating disorder that is somewhat hazy. But you get the idea that, or at least I did, Helen is using eating as a form of self-harm. And yet, the film, she sat there re-watching, is it Matt's wedding video? I think she's re-watching It's definitely Matt's. Eating ice cream. Mm. And if it wasn't the film that it was, that would be heartbreaking yeah that would be really um quite triggering Mm. actually um because she is eating to the extent of and she's and she's living to the extent of she hasn't paid a single thing you kind of get the idea that she's just shut the door and is just there yeah and she gets booted out of the house Mm -hmm. because she hasn't been paying her bills for whatever because She's just sat in that room eating, watching clips of maths. And then she's in the institution and and she's still so angry and bitter and 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 yeah, and again it's that and, and the shots in the in the institution. They're not a good portrayal. No, because it, cause it's, it's, it's lots of women sat around mm. kind of um, muttering to themselves and it's very kind of, um, yeah. Like, like, I think that's why my gut reaction was to call it an asylum. Because yeah. it is portrayed very, it's, you know, it's the yeah. madhouse, it's the nuthouse. Um, portrayal of it. Mm-hmm. But then as well after she gets, and then she gets the elixir and... Mm. 
the way it's portrayed is that hell is in air quotes fixed yes as if that beauty that youth is all mm-hmm. that she needed yeah yeah when there's that's not it's like even if that was case, she'd still be struggling yeah and because also she's she's been in this downward spiral for seven years yeah i know it's another seven years later but you the extent that the spiral is kind of portrayed as you don't fix that in seven years no um or maybe you could argue that she's not fixed because she is still you know yeah a homicidal zombie essentially (laughs) (laughs) you know we support all Mm -hmm. variations and um portrayals of growth and that's helen's idea of growth becoming a homicidal zombie yes we love that for her Mm -hmm. i just that's the thing my main issues for this film are portrayal of cattiness for women yes why is Ernest deemed the hero Mm -hmm. and the way they use um, Helen pre-transformation is very uncomfortable yeah Um, it's very icky very icky that is the word for it yeah Um, icky and so what I wrote as I was trying to figure this out is that, yes, I struggle with the film's tone. Is it a film about the expectations put on women and how much they suffer to stay young because of society? Because society is not allowing women to live and age. Or does the film think the issue is made by the women? Women always care about their looks Mm. and they are the ones causing themselves this own inner turmoil. And it is the latter. Yeah. It's a film in the ni- in 1992. It is it's, the latter. It is the latter. And it just it just feels very like It doesn't sit right. Geez, women are crazy. Mm. Like essentially if I could f- sum this film up in one word it would be geez, women are crazy. Um But that's how I watched it. Continue with your views. I had that when I was watching it, but that was more towards like the back of my mind. Mm. Does that make sense? Um, but yeah, when I was, whenever I watched it, it's always been as a way to gain comfort mm. because of like how I first watched it. Yeah, yeah. Then it's, I don't know. It is, again, I'm not at all here to be like you should hate this film oh yeah no because it um it it does seem like a very fun comfort yeah. film to curl up and be like mad and hella crazy yeah <laughs> and it does betray what society was then and still is now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way it's the way you see it being over exaggerated mm in a sense, in the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, like, pulls the elastic band mm. back as far as it can go. Yeah. And in my mind, it snaps. Yeah. But that's mine. Mm. Well, I think in mine it doesn't snap, but it's getting there. 
Oh yeah, it, yeah. it's it's tense. Yeah. <laughs> if it were to let go, it would hurt. Yes, it would be quite an ouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, earlier mm-hmm. towards the start. Yes. You mentioned you rewatched the trailer. I did. Yeah. And you went ooh. Yes, because I do have uh, facts about the trailer. Okay. Some shots that were in the trailer uh-huh. and that are in the promotional posters mm-hmm. didn't actually make it into the final cut of the film. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, which ones? So, in the trailer there's a scene where they're driving along, like, I think it's a coastal... Uh-huh. Like, they're in a car, yeah. they're driving, the roof's down. That's not actually in the film. Okay. Yeah. And there's in all the in the trailer and the promotional promotional videos and posters, mm-hmm. there is this actress, Tracy Ullman, mm-hmm. who in the final cut does not make a single appearance. Oh. Yeah. How? I need to look up the poster. It's not in like the official poster. Mm, it's with the like, with the candle through yeah, Goldie Horn and the uh, yeah, like that's the main like film poster. It's mm-hmm. in like some of the promotional posters, but she was in the original ending. Okay. So the ending we see now, Zemix and test audiences believed was too happy. Okay. No, yeah, in the original end they believed it was too happy, which is why we get the ending we do now. In the original ending, Ernest is in a bar with mm-hmm. this bartender. They, they're in love. The bartender's played by Tracy Ullman. Mm-hmm. And this is, that's how it ends. After he'd faked his death by falling in the swimming pool, surviving, he faked his death and then runs off to live with this bartender. Okay. Oh yeah, I've just googled tra- um, "death becomes her Tracy Ullman," mm-hmm. and it's this. Um, we'll describe it, but again, it, this is the first image. So if you Google it, it's um, Bruce Willis and Tracy kind of sat across the bar from yeah. each other. They're looking at this elixir. Yeah, it's like out in the open, yeah. and like um, she is kind of. Gazing at it studyingly. Intrigued. Yes. Essentially. But yeah, that's not in the film. Wow. The test audiences and Zemex thought that ending was too happy. Mm -hmm. And opted for the two of them. His eulogy, his death, actual death. Mm -hmm. And Mads and Hal falling down the stairs. That does feel more in fitting with the film, and it's one yeah. of those things where you can never tell if that's because that's the one you've seen. Mm. You know, if I had seen the Tracy Ullman ending, and then I'm like, how could they just fall down the stairs? Um, yeah. Well, I think in the that end, they don't actually. It just yeah, yeah, ends yeah. with them at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's wild how much um, test screenings change things yes yeah because um yeah like mm-hmm. the direct if the director has an idea for a film they should be able to just make that film 
and it shouldn't really matter if um you know joe from down the road is like mm, not enough explosions yeah <laughs> um but yeah all that is interesting yeah the effects i quite enjoy them i love them i thought they were good for the time as well they're so good and again it- they're done comedically yes this is very definitely not um it's not a horror in the sense of well it's a dark comedy yeah it's not like you're gonna see what it would look like if someone fell down the stairs yeah because also back to Ernest being a villain he pushes yeah, he her yeah he did he tried to kill her he pushes her essentially because the the scene is in the trailer mm. so I've seen the scene recently they're having an argument he kind of pushes her and then she's on the edge mm-hmm like she's she's Too kind of in. tottering yeah she's about to fall and then he just pushes her mm-hmm. he murders a woman yeah he doesn't know that she's alive no he murders a woman because that's not manslaughter because he could have she isn't falling yeah. he then pushes her yeah he it's murders a woman and then he has the apple pie life mm mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. She does not deserve that. <laughs> no. 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 Um, because he's he's the victim mm. of the film. He's yeah, they the portray one this man as a victim of women who broken, were the actual victim. Broken by the power mm. of a dominant woman. The meanness of a dominant mm. woman. I'm sorry, but like... And again, obviously... They are terrible wives. I am not saying... Oh, yeah. Buck up, Bruce Willis. Like, they're horrid. Mm-hmm. Um, divorce. That's an option. Hey. If, you know, if your life is crumbling to the point of your alcoholism has pushed you away from the career that you found mm-hmm. fulfilling... And it can be traced back to the stress of your wife, who you hate. Divorce. Divorce. It's, it was that simple. It's, yeah. And then, hey, you can look up Helen. Mm. You can get back in touch. You can have a lovely life. She's taking care of herself. Yeah. So she's, you know, you are going to age. She is going to not. And then that's going to get freaky. Mm-hmm. But Sure. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, because I just remembered that he definitely, definitely pushes her. Oh, yeah, it's deliberate. And, yeah. And yet, they are the horrid ones. When if you, when you, if you think about murder, <laughs> I mean, Mads does shoot Helen with a yeah. shotgun. But that's during a fight, so I yeah. feel like that's slightly more on the cusp of mm. manslaughter-ish. It feels definitely less intentional. Yeah, whereas with his was because he has all that moment. Yeah. She is on the edge for a while. Yeah, he's uh, he, weighing up his options. Yeah, he can either reach out, pull her back, or just walk safety. away. Yeah, walk away, let nature happen. Yeah. yeah, but he chose instead to to push give her. her a little shove. Yeah, um, and Helen doesn't do any murder. No. So we got 
half a murder mm-hmm. done by two women as opposed to one very strong murder done by a man and yet he's the victim. Yeah. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. But the effects. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. Practical. Mm-hmm. We love it. Yeah. I love practical effects. But Meryl Streep, Ooh. after doing this film, vowed never to do prosthetics because she had to do a lot of that. Yeah, She vowed yeah. never to do it again. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was her first and only time. Wow. I'm trying to think of what I've seen her in and I... Well, she said that would be her first and only time. Yeah, no, but I'm, like, trying to think if I've seen her with, like, yeah. things where... No. I mean, if characters, like, doesn't she play the witch in Into the Woods? Because she mostly plays, like, very human yeah. characters, so they wouldn't really need prosthetics. Yeah. Um, but I know she plays the witch in Into I've the Woods. I've not seen Into the Woods. I, I haven't either, but I know... Oh. <laughs> I, I just know... I, you just know things. I just know things. Um... And I feel like that's the kind of film where you would have a, like a fake chin on. Yeah. She's like a witch. But I think that's like just like a little light. Okay. So she to she vowed heavy. to never have to do like sit in the chair for over an hour. Yeah, I think yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And there is one scene of hers where she is in prosthetics, and her boobs are being held up by one of the stage members, off camera. Oh wow. Yeah. What a girl. Mm-hmm. What a job. Yeah. Holding Meryl Streep's boobs. Yeah. Because um, there's a bit where her head gets crushed down into her mm-hmm. neck. Um, and I think we did discuss that, but that was in the bit that Yeah, that record. was in the... Yeah. Um, but that goes right down. You know, she's she's got all the kind of folds mm-hmm. of her chest going up to her nose because she's yeah which i don't know if no if that's how spines work i feel like her spine would be sticking up the top unless her spine's broken yeah it's got to go somewhere so it's either sticking up the top or it's broken or it's sticking out her ass that's what i'm <laughs> saying <laughs> or it could be sticking out the back of her neck like snapped, you know, like when you break your arm. Yeah, no, no, but that's what I mean. It's either sticking yeah. out the top, at the top of her neck, oh, or it's I like sticking out back, like a little tail. Yeah. But um, or it's broken. Um, no confirmation on the state <laughs> of Meryl Streep's spine. No. Um, but that that's that's really good. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very cartoon. Yeah. Like and especially as well. You said the cartoon bit with the shotgun. Yes. And the hole in the stomach. Yes. And also the fact that she goes flying back. Yeah. Um, I remember when I did um, physics when we were learning about momentum. Mm -hmm. We had a very good physics teacher. And one of the questions... We were learning about momentum and the whole, like, you know, if something's moving and then it hits something that's stationary and then... Yeah. Yeah. So we were essentially calculating the um, momentum that had to be conserved moving backwards of um a bullet going into someone yeah um because hey that's what you should be teaching 17 year olds 
See, I think I did sort of the physics bit of that, but in my degree. Mm -hmm. Can't Can't really remember much of it. (laughs) Degrees, eh? Yeah. Um, What are they for? (laughs) But it was, it was just, it was just like a kind of quick question of like how much momentum would. a person experience yeah and it's because a bullet is so tiny like mm. it's moving so fast but it has so little mass and a person's stationary and yeah you wouldn't fly back yeah essentially it's this thing for um our our teacher kind of did it and then was like so all those films where people yeah fly that was back. what we were doing was like the lectures like see like with the shows like the cop shows yeah. you watch when they just go like jolting and flying back, that's yeah, yeah. not actually how it, would, it be. would work. No, no, and and it's it's but bad with, enough I think in with some a shotgun though. They are it's more, more of a powerful. spray. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It is more of a bigger job, but it's still yes. not as exaggerated. Yes, as what you because see. because in some like normal films and people go flying backwards to the degree of like they. They're not flying backwards, but they, you know, stagger backwards. Yeah. Even that's not necessarily realistic. Yeah. But her feet are off the ground. Yeah, she she's airborne. She yeah, <laughs> she's flying. Yeah. Um. And has a giant hole in it also. Yeah, where a shotgun's like yeah a spray of little bullets, so yeah. it wouldn't take out an entire. It's but it's very good. Mm-hmm. And that. And it's things like that that make me wish I did like this film. Yeah. It's things like that that make me wish I could just... I think it is those bits Shut my brain up. Yeah, those are the bits like, yeah, yeah. You are kind of like grinning through those bits and then... And then Ernest's on screen and he's all like, what have you done to me? And it's like... Go to therapy. No, yeah, it's... it's, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. We we mm-hmm. I like I love the effects. It is very good. Yeah. And von Ruman. Yeah. She's just wearing a necklace. Yes. But is it von Ruman? Ooh. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that character is von Ruman. Yes. Plays by Isabella Rossellini. Yes. And even though she has stunning. Done... Oh, beautiful. Even though in film and TV, she has done her own nude scenes. Mm-hmm. The nude scenes in this film, she had a body double for. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were going to drop it as another character who got edited. <laughs> that's off. why I tried to... I, that's why <laughs> I thought you would go. That's why I tried yeah. to like clarify as quickly as I could. And that body double is Catherine Bell, okay. who has become a famous actress. Okay. And stands in her own right. And I can't remember what else she's been in, but she is in, she's the witch in The Good Witch. I think that's what it's called. This show on Netflix. I haven't seen The Good Witch. It's more like a teen show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Catherine um, Bell. Yeah. Mm, let me do a little Google. Gorgeous. Again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have seen her back. Yes. <laughs> and it was a nice back. Yeah. <laughs> she's a beautiful back. Oh, she mm, she spells it with a C. I can't get on oh, board. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you're with a K. I am with a K. Um, okay, so she's in Bruce Almighty. Is she? Yeah, she, that's she's in a lot of the Good Witch. Do you know how much Good Witches there are? 
It's a, it. I didn't realize it was a series, but like, so there's the Good Witch series. Yeah. Then there's the Good Witch that came out in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. She is the Good Witch. The Good Witch's Garden. Mm-hmm. The Good Witch's Destiny. The Good Witch's Wonder. The Good Witch's Family. The Good Witch's Charm. The Good Witch's Halloween. Yeah, and she is the, the main. The Good Witch Spellbound. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was that many. The either. Good Witch Secrets of. The Grey House. It's like Sherlock. The Good Witch special announcement. And I think that's the end of The Good Witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's all since being this yeah. body double. She's, she enjoyed it, like the working on the set and everything. And... Oh, great way to get to know people. Oh, yeah. Get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially with those that triple threat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing a scene... You got your tits out. Yeah. At the end of a scene, you just say, hey, Meryl, could you just yeah. slip my name in a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> but whilst we are talking about the triple threat, the trio, the yes. amazing, Bruce Willis was not the first person to be cast as yes. Ernest. I did see that because when I was looking up the plot on Wikipedia, I was very definitely trying not to see anything else mm-hmm. because I know that's not my place this episode. No. Um, but... It's all on one screen. I, yeah. I like I pressed the button to go just down to the, the yeah. synopsis, and then, yeah. But continue. Yes, for the audiences who don't yes. know, Bruce Willis was not the first person to be mm-hmm. cast. He was. Kevin Klein was cast first. Mm-hmm. Fell out with the studio. Ooh. Yeah, it's a bit of drama. Ah. He fell out. He left, and then. They were debating whether to start Jeff Bridges or Nick Nolte, I think that's how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. as the role of Dr. Ernest Manville. But then Bruce Willis came along and they cast him. Ah. Yeah. Because the thing is, how much... Um... No, I guess this is the 90s. I'm trying to think how much had, like... Um all of them done Mm. Um, because obviously they're big names now yeah yeah I have I don't think I've ever seen Kevin Klein in a film I'm like looking up his filmography Mm. now um and oh he's in Walter Roto Dorado but like that's animated so I haven't seen him in it um okay no none of these are um Oh, he's in A Midsummer Night's Dream. I do like that film. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, it's things like as well, I'm thinking Bruce Willis. It feels like a bit of a departure from... He's an action man. Yes. And here he's playing a, um, a broken man. Mm. It feels kind of... Not it's his not his type. current typical role. No. So I'm just thinking, how established was he mm. in that role? Or is this, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is a very good trio. Mm. They, and they act really well together. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They are bouncing off each other. Yeah. yeah. There was a bit of an issue between Horn and Streep. <gasps> yes. Say it ain't so. Yes, like... an accidental Okay, issue. good. Not like a... 
I thought this was going to be another we love when women argue story. Okay. This was tell, a, tell me these accidents. This was there was an accident happened on set. Yeah. And between in one of the fight scenes mm. and the one with the spade on the shovel. Yes. And Streep did actually hit Horn <gasps> on the face with a shovel, scarring her cheek. No. Yeah. Did so it, it was an accidental thing. But yeah. Her, yeah. Does she still have the scar? I don't know if she still has the scar. Oh. Or if it's faded by now, but it. That would be wild yeah um that is i mean that is wild i'm guessing they had to stop filming that day yeah <laughs> had to take a little time out i'm not i'm not seeing a scar but she is she is gorgeous oh she is it, it it's such a gorgeous cast it is all yeah. of them yeah i mean there's that famous um quote again from meryl streep that she got told that she'd never be a leading lady yeah like one of her first auditions mm. they said and you know look at it now. It, it was the 80s yeah you could just say straight to her face you're not attractive enough to be a leading mm. lady the pressures put upon women yeah the unrealistic pressures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yes you were talking earlier about mm-hmm. the What's it called? The special effects? Yes. Well, there was... This film, Death mm-hmm. Becoming Two, was a digital... The digital advancements that came from creating this film Ooh. pioneered other films. Okay. It was made easier and more possible for other films to achieve what they were wanting to because of this film. That's really cool. Yeah. So it was like... The digital advancements that were pioneered on this film by the industrial light and magics people. Mm-hmm. Company. Or, yeah. yeah. Because of what they did for this film. The, the like, technology yeah, they the made Yeah, the technology and everything. They were able to fulfil what they needed to for the next one, uh-huh. which the next film, which was about a year later. Jurassic Park. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So the technological advances that were made because of this film influenced Jurassic Park. Wow. Yeah. And if we're talking queer cinema, Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. That's there too. That's the most bisexual film that ever existed. What a cracker. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like to think that company only makes queer films. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll be our homework. It'll yeah. be... Um, uh, hi, yeah, we, we can do your special effects. Can we just have a brief overview yeah. of the plot? Um, and the cast. And the cast and, and, and costumes that might yeah. be worn in this project. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Far too straight for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go off and make Priscilla queen of the desert. Mm. Meryl Streep. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. it's quite a few things about this film with her. Yes. Because she's magnificent. Uh-huh. When she was cast to play in this film, she did not think that she was cast to play Madeline. Okay. She thought she was... I was either... I think she thought she was cast to play Horn's role. Okay. Yeah, Helen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. It wasn't made clear to her that she was going to be play, playing Maddie. Yeah, and it, and and I guess um, is Maddie kind of meant to be more of a villain? That's I think how I saw it. Yeah, because Helen's bad, but you at least have the um, comeback story. Yeah, and you know she doesn't like try to kill anyone. Yes, yes. Well, no, because she actually mm, okay. Well, she was the one who strike, she influenced yeah. strike that off. I was going to say she, strike against yeah. Helen there. She's the one telling. She's told Ernest mm. to get rid of Mads. Hey, they're all problematic. Yeah. But I still support mm-hmm. women's wrongs. Zemeckis. Yes. The director. Yes. Is amazing. Okay. Are you aware of who he is? No. You are not? No. Ooh. He's the director of Back to the Future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, go on then. As well as a bunch of other amazing Yeah. But he included an Easter egg in this film for his Back to the Future film. At some point, someone says 2.21 gigawatts. Unfortunately not. (laughs) God, that better be the right number, otherwise I'm going to get... Yeah. Hounded. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's when Helen takes... We do see Helen take the elixir. Oh. Okay, then she must go and do that at some point between... Because I was thinking she has to do it after a bit of her comeback. Because if she took it when she was still fat, she would stay fat. Because mm. it pauses you. She she has to have done the transformation. Yeah, and before then she take, taking yeah. it. So yeah. But we do see it. Yeah. Ticket, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and it's mentioned. The date is mentioned mm-hmm. when she takes this elixir, and it's October the twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and that is the same day McFly yeah. and Doc travel back to nineteen fifty five. They leave to travel to yes. 1955 yes. on that very same date. Yes. And they also leave to go to the future on that. Or is that different? Because is it one of those things where everything happens on the same day? No, it's the next day yes. because he... Because it takes... Because they sleep on the porch yeah. and then... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the 17th of October, Yeah. they travel to the future. That's good. I yeah. like that. I think it's those little like, little background facts that makes me love it a bit more as well. It's mm-hmm. just the comfort I get from it. Okay. Yeah. What's I don't you? agree. You don't. Okay. <laughs> I, um... You still hate it. <laughs> I hate it less. Mm-hmm. That's a start. But that's not because of a film, that's because of you. Oh. I, um... <laughs> Not to sound really um, gushy. Um, I I love watching people talk about things that they like. Yeah. Especially when they're your wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are legally married. Yeah, we are married. Um, but I... So I love... Yeah, I love mm. watching people talk about things that they're interested in because there is that light yeah. in people's eyes that just is... The most beautiful thing. And you get that feeling as well from them. Yes. 
it's hard to listen to someone talk about something they're truly interested in and not have some kind of an interest. Yeah. However, that will only extend as long as I am talking to you about the film. Yeah. The second we press stop and I stop talking, (laughs) it's gone. It's gone. I just, yeah, I just can't get past all the things I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the 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 portrayal of Helen at oh, her yeah, lowest is very not good. Yeah, portrayals. and and the 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 comedy of of Ernest suffering mm-hmm. from alcoholism. They make light of a lot of real issues that should not be made light of. Yeah, and I think. And that's the thing, you can make films that include things like this, but it just always comes... It's the way it's done. Yeah. It always comes back to the point that that is the punchline. Mm -hmm. His alcoholism is what's funny about him. The fact that she's fat is what's funny about her. And it's just um, not what I want. But at the same time... That's me. Mm-hmm. Like, if... And, and and I I love the story of films going unnoticed and then coming back as cult classics. Yeah. That's just... That's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Because it's that whole... Um, it's like charity shopping. Yeah. You're finding a hidden treasure... And then you're... You find in the head. Yeah, yeah. And 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 whenever it comes back as a cult classic that is specifically a cult classic within the queer community, that's always good as well mm. because it's that whole thing of fuck you, you never gave us a film, we'll take your films. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We'll use this. Yeah, yeah. This, we are, and, and the fact that it's such a cult classic amongst, like, gay men. Yeah. It's like, this is a film with strong women. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that thing that is always, like, you know, like, um, a lot of, um, it's that thing that, you know, mm. gay men love um, female musicians. It's, yeah. it's, it's that same kind of notion of like, yes, you aren't giving us anything for us, so we're going to take this. Yeah. I love it. We will claim this. Yeah. I think, okay, so at the end of my review, mm-hmm. I love the theory of it. Yeah. I hate the film. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 You're, enti- you're, you're entitled to your own opinion. You disappointed in me? No, I'm not. That is better than what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Because I think when we started earlier, you started by saying that you don't like this film. Yes. Because if we... Which, if you specify, like, going to, like, the depths of the portrayal of women... Yeah. And all of that that we've talked about... Yeah. Then, yeah, I hate that. But I also love the film. Uh, yeah. And that, that's the thing. I think you can choose to think of a film as a entire experience. Mm-hmm. Which includes the um, surrounded media, 
includes the watching experience, includes the um, the mulling over yeah. of it. And you can also choose to think of a film as the 90 minutes that you sit and watch it. Sometimes yeah. don't even sit. Yeah. Cut bell peppers too. Yeah, that's what I did when I started off too. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you don't have to limit yourself to either one. Mm. Like, if you want to think of it as the first for some films and not for others yeah that's fine that is what that is because your relationship with the film is your relationship with yeah. the film everyone will have their own relationship yeah and i hate this one <laughs> <laughs> and that is okay yeah cuz yeah. you're not you are allowed to think that mm-hmm. everyone sees a film takes something different from it they all have their own experiences mm-hmm. of it and not every film is made for the enjoyment of everyone. Yeah. And in fact, that's kind of what is sucking a little bit about cinema nowadays, is it is the um, universalization. That's yeah. not a word, but you know what I mean. Mm. Everything has to appeal to everyone. Yeah. Um, when... Disney <laughs> is very guilty of that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I do feel like I've let you down, though. No, you haven't. You know you haven't. Okay. (laughs) You've never let me down. Thank you. It's okay. So, yeah, that has been our opinions, our thoughts on A Death Becomes Her. Finally. Yeah, finally. Our foolish choice. (laughs) So, thank you for listening. And please feel free to check out our Instagram, a horror shed, mm-hmm. a underscore horror underscore shed. Yep. And do let us know what you think. Watch the film or just listen to it and let us know what your opinions are. Let of this us film. know. We're intrigued. Let us know if you also um, hated it. Yeah. So I have. You feel less alone. Let us know who you agree with. Yes. Who do you side with more, Mog or Kitty? That's the question. That is the question. And next episode will be hosted mainly by Kitty, with her choice mm-hmm. of thing, of film called The Thing. Yep. The Thing About The Thing. The Thing About The Thing. And until next time, stay death-defying. Ooh. <laughs> like that. Thank you.